the pageantry, the tradition, <laughs> a trivia podcast like no other. I think I'm this is the Brain Masters. Huh? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> that was beautiful. I like to change the pace. That was that Thank was you. totally unexpected. It's real now, Thank you. Andy. It's real. Yeah. It feels real. This is the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast for those of you who thought they stumbled on a golf podcast. Kels, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Feeling good about today's show. I am too. You should be. You're in the lead, but that may end today. Andy, how are you doing? It could. I'm feeling sharp. Feeling it today. Good. Neil? No, hold up. Um, what? I'm yeah. sorry. Just well, how many points do you and Andy have? Because you're tied, right? I think we have seven. You both have seven. I have 10, so I can't lose the lead today. Mm-hmm. I cannot. I get I one point just for playing. Right. Let's carry the one. <laughs> Forgot my Gazintas for a moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be two yeah. shows. So okay. we're starting in the tall grass. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> right. Okay. But as you were saying, Neil, can you explain the rules to the people so I don't have to talk about how bad my math is anymore? Well, sure. Every week we have a theme, and within that theme, we've got six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points with a few bonus points thrown in here and there. And a final question that is worth up to 100 points. And we're currently partway through a tournament the winner of each game gets three points the second place player gets uh two points and the as kels mentioned first place or third place just uh gets a point for showing up we call that the devil point (laughs) still playing point still playing (laughs) and a new innovation that we have for this tournament is uh, we have a uh a bonus round where each question is worth 15 points instead of 10 points. I've completely reworked my, uh, my random number oh. generator. It's oh. so let me, let me, hmm. I'm just going to randomly choose which, which of the six categories is going to be the bonus. I'm not going to tell you until oh, we wow. get to it. I don't know why, because it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter, but I, I like, like suspense, you know, Ooh. all right. I can hear the turbo. Somebody drop some keys. It sounds fancier. It yeah. does. Yeah. So I hope everybody is in a safe place today because today's theme is death. Wow. <laughs> We're going dark. It's all about death. Right. It is okay. I was told that we can, that uh, these guys can make any, any theme funny. So <laughs> challenge accepted. Okay. Right. <laughs> let's, let's see. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Do one of us die at the end of this episode? We won't know which. Um, well, until the end. Okay. <laughs> oh, hence the roll of the dice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Category one is executions. Mm, wow. Question one: Which Babylonian king codified the death penalty for twenty-five different crimes? Locked, Locked in. in. Really? Yeah. <laughs> How I many have... Babylonian kings do you know? I hope he's one, but I got one. Well, there's 
Babylonia from from Prince's band. That's Apollonia. That's Apollonia. Oh, actually. oh, so you can see where I get that mixed up, right? So you're already in the negative. Mm. <laughs> then you got Babylon sank. We. Oui. <laughs> if there were kings on that, you watched that, so you should be good. I um can't even come up with a joke answer. Cannot punt on the first. You can. totally can. Technically, you can. It doesn't bode well, but you can. <laughs> You could be the first player in history to punt on the first question and no, I refuse to do that. Okay, I will come up with um, locked in. Okay, Kells, what's your answer? I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but I said um, uh, Hammer Rabbi. Okay, David, Amarabi, Amarabi. That's how I pronounce it. Yeah. King of Hearts. Oh, playing with the King of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Owen. Oh, yeah. The only King of Hearts. <laughs> the correct answer is MC Hammer Rabbi, because I like Hammer <laughs> Rabbi. It's pronounced like Hammer Rabbi? Or Hammurabi. Huh? Is it pronounced Hammer Rabbi? No, that's how Kel's pronounced well, I like how Kel's pronounced it. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Mr. Mac Moran, who wasn't sure how to pronounce it either. He gave us two, and that's the only one that I remember. So, <laughs> who was temporary he? world history for the win. Uh. <laughs> Question two The G7 countries represent the seven most advanced economies. Two of them have not abolished the death penalty. One is the United States. What is the other? Locked in. I'm locked in as well. Um, I'm locked in too. David? I went with China. Okay, Andy? Italy. But then I rethought that. I think I'm wrong. Kels? I said Japan. Andy, what did you what did you second guess yourself as? Well, I didn't come up with a second country, but I thought about I originally thought Italy for some reason. I wrote down, I thought to myself that uh, Catholicism is big in Italy. And uh, I imagine the Pope is strongly against the death penalty. So I'm guessing I'm wrong. I'm not sure what the Pope's stance on it is, but uh, the correct answer is not Italy. It is Japan. I don't think China's in the G7. No, they're not. It should be. Yeah. I crossed them out and put Japan. Uh, question three. What South American country and founding member of OPEC was the first country in the world to abolish capital punishment in 1863? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Andy? Venezuela. Kells? Venezuela. There you go. Venezuela. Yeah. I, that was, I was, I was, it was Venezuela. I figured that would be pretty easy because I think that's 
one of only two South American OPEC countries, and it was the only founding one. Yeah, that's how I got it. I had no idea about the death penalty. Yeah, if I just said what South American country, I'm guessing you all would have probably said Brazil or Peru or something. But it is Venezuela. Question four. After a nearly 10-year pause on executions in the U.S., Gary Gilmore was executed in 1977 in Utah. What method of execution did he choose? And for a bonus, uh, Gilmore was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> For a bonus, Gilmore was an organ donor and donated what body part? Mm-hmm. Or what what body part of his was uh, used by other people? Locked in. Locked in. I'm locked in. Kels? I said uh, sharks with freaking laser beams attached to their heads. <laughs> That's not, that's not really what I wrote. I just wanted to say that. But um, <laughs> I said hanging, and I uh, donated his eyes. Okay. Uh, Deva? I said firing squad, and he donated his liver. Andy? It's firing squad, and at first I drew a complete blank, and now I think – didn't he donate his brain to science? He wanted to know, he wanted them to study to study it to find out why he did the things he did. Oh, Ooh, wow. or I might be thinking of somebody else. That could be true about him, but um, that was not the okay. donation that I was thinking of. The he he would he did choose to be executed by firing squad, and he donated his corneas to two different oh. people. So, Kels, you got the bonus. Andy and Davo mm. got the question. So it was kind of a, it was kind of a. Uh, I, I was very young at the time, so I didn't know this was going on. It was kind of a cultural thing about him. Uh, Norman Mailer wrote a book called The Executioner's Song. Saturday Night Live uh, with Candace Bergen did a Christmas song called "Let's Kill Gary Gilmore for Christmas." Whoa! And. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was. I think it was a. Pro, I think it was a protest of the uh, of the execution. Uh, Eric Idle did a reference. He basically did a joke uh, on Saturday Night Live in 1979 about him. Uh, a song that's on my my uh, punk playlist by the Adverts. There's a song called Gary Gilmore's Eyes, and this is the weirdest one. An ad agency claims that. The, the ad agency that came up with just do it for Nike. They claim that that was last based words. on his last words of let's mm-hmm. do it. Wow. So what did he do? Uh, he killed several people, I think. Oh, okay. I think it was an armed robbery going, gone wrong. Wasn't it? He killed two people, which, uh, he was charged with armed okay. robbery, assault, and murder. Um, and he de- he wanted the death penalty. He actually demanded it. Yeah, really. And I think at the time his choices were hanging and firing squad, and he chose firing squad, which I think I would do too if I if that was if those were my only options. I think I'd oh, between the two. Oh yeah, that's not even yeah. question. All right. We having fun yet? I love it. Light and breezy. Like I'm, I'm no longer in my chair. If that's what you mean. 
Category two is television. Television. Question one. After a racist tweet in 2018 by an actress, her sitcom character was killed off by the writers. Name either the actress or her character. And for a bonus, how did the character die? This was last year. I pointedly did not watch the show. I'm locked in. Me either. I do not watch the show at all. I never have. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. So it sounds like you all think you know the show. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we all know the show. (laughs) Okay. Devo? Uh, Roseanne Barr. And I had two options in my head about how her character would be killed off. And one was on screen and one was off screen. So I went with the off screen one of car accident. Okay. Andy? It's Roseanne Barr. And I remember reading that uh, uh, sh- she died from an overdose of uh, pain pills because they wanted to bring attention to the opioid crisis. So that, that was Kels? really timely. Um, I also went with Roseanne Barr. And I said hit by a bus. The correct answer is Roseanne or Roseanne Barr. And Roseanne Connor is the character name. And she died of an opioid overdose. Oh, what? Question two. Dr. Derek Shepard is killed off in season 11 of the long running show. By what nickname is he often known? I am locked in. Locked in. Uh, Locked in? I'd just like to point out real quick that my girlfriend, bless her soul, has watched the entirety of this show, like front to back, probably double digit times now. What? Wow. Which I find, which I find to be absurd because until she met me, she hadn't seen Blank Man yet. Now there's a problem. <laughs> She's spending all her time watching. I think my wife's only on her third time through. It's insane to me. Like, where are your priorities coming to America, Harlem Nights? Because of me, but you've seen <laughs> Grey's Anatomy seventeen hundred times. I can't wrap my mind. <laughs> I, I just can't. I've never seen one episode of this show. I've seen one. <laughs> Andy, what's your answer? Um, I know this. I've never seen one minute of the show, but um, as a McBride, I know this answer because. <laughs> He stole my nickname. Did he know? Oh, did yeah, right. <laughs> I, long before this doctor came on TV, I was called McDreamy. And he stole that. I thought you were me. called McFlurry. <laughs> Hello, McFlurry. McFlurry, if you're nasty. <laughs> Kels? Uh, McDreamy. Thank and you. And David. Uh, McDreamy. <laughs> okay. Stole my name. All right. Question three. In the episode titled Alone Again, Natural Diddly, what Simpsons character was killed off? I'll give you full credit for the full name and half for the last name. Locked in. I'm, mm, I know the last name. What it was. I'm not going to risk it. I'm locking in with the last name. 
Oh, that's a good point. If you give me the wrong first name, then I don't think mm. I can give you credit. I know how Neil works. If you give me, if you give me the wrong, so if I give you the wrong first name, because I have a really good guess. If it's wrong first, but will I still get the last name? No. No. What do you mean no? Your answer is wrong. If you have the wrong first name. Yeah. Uh, All right. I'm putting the first name in parentheses and would be so mad if I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kels. My guess was Maude Flanders. (laughs) Davo. I just put Mrs. Flanders. <laughs> okay. And Andy. I have Flanders parentheses Maud. It was Maud Flanders. <sighs> See, Dave made me take the safe route. Telling you. Safely. That's why nobody calls me McDreamy anymore. That's why. Yeah. Playing it safe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Not the surf and turf. <laughs> surf and turf's a good cop. Question four. The unbewitched, the actress portraying this neighbor died of cancer and was replaced without comment in season three with a different actress. I, I can see her, her in my mind's eye. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah, it's Mark one or Mark two? <laughs> Good point. I'm locked in with the wrong answer, but I just want to say it. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna lock in with the wrong answer because you just want to say it. Unsung hero of the sh- unsung <laughs> hero of the show. Uh, I'm gonna lock in with the name <laughs> I want to say. Okay, David. <laughs> Tallulah Bankhead. <laughs> Because the name okay. Tallulah is amazing. You know, I'm looking for the name of the character, right? Yeah. I yes. had no idea. Okay. Okay. All right, Andy. <laughs> I'm going with Paul Lynn because nobody was funnier in that show except for Paul Lynn. Circle gets the square. <laughs> and Kells. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Kells. Um, Mrs. Furley. <laughs> the crossover. The crossover episode. <laughs> it was a spinoff. Well, so <laughs> Three's Company was a spinoff. Of wow. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you're shocked, and none of you got what? it. What? Huh. <laughs> no. The correct answer <laughs> is Lenny's mother, Gladys Kravitz. Oh. <laughs> Lenny's mother. (laughs) All right. At the end of round two, I've got Andy with 47, Deva with 55, and Kells with 62. Oh, made up a little ground there. I'm not. (laughs) You did technically, sort of. No, mathematically, (laughs) I made up some ground. There's no sort (laughs) of about it. I mean, you. You made up some ground to second place, but you lost ground to third place. <sighs> the, yeah. I mean, to, to first yeah. place. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> round, round three, category three is mm-hmm. movies. Oh, a good Kells never gets these. 
you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something different for this one. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the, the, the hard version of the question and you can lock in with that. If you, if you don't want to, if you're not sure, then I'll give you a hint and Ooh. you can lock in with that for half points. I it. Oh, I like that. Oh, does that make okay. sense? Okay. So question one, what is the name of the fifth Dirty Harry movie released in 1988? So you can either lock in or pass, and then I'll give you the, uh, the easy one if, if somebody passes. Was it, it wasn't Dirty Harry's Secret of the Ooze. <laughs> that would have been the second one. Right. I'll make you ooze. I can see. I think I saw that movie. Huh. I haven't seen any of these. I saw an epoch ago, but I'm going to need the easy one. Pass. Okay, so Kel's locked in. Yes. The, The... Second part or the clue is it also shares a name with a Marvel superhero. Locked in. <laughs> Cyclops. <laughs> How did you it's know? Jean Grey, isn't it? Damn it. I locked in with the wrong answer. <laughs> I'm just gonna answer something. Okay. I'm locked in. Okay, David. What'd you answer? I, I said Carnage. Okay. Andy? The Deadpool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I went with the Deadpool just because it, it fit the the theme of the show. The correct answer is Deadpool. So yeah. there's a really interesting nugget. There's a scene from this movie which pictures – it features – a young Jim Carrey dressed up like a rock star lip syncing to Guns N' Roses Welcome to the Jungle in a music video that's kind of a parody of The Exorcist, the bed the bed scene where she her head twists around. Mm-hmm. And that video is being directed by Liam Neeson. What? This oh, is yeah. insane. Movie magic. <laughs> you could you could watch that that scene on uh on YouTube, if you just search for Deadpool, Jim Carrey, we'll get you there. I, mean, I, I had that scene running through my head, and I kept hearing Welcome to the Jungle. So that obliterated any chance I had of getting the Deadpool, even though it was the Deadpool <laughs> they were drawing names from. And wasn't it like, did they have like a remote control cars with bombs on them? Or like chasing people? Is that, or is that another crappy movie? Yeah. Question two in movies. This 2007 film follows two terminally ill men on a worldwide journey to participate in various activities. Locked in. Locked in. Oh, oh, oh. Locked in. Andy? (laughs) The bucket list. Kels? The bucket list. And uh, the bucket list. It was the bucket list. All right, let's go back a little ways. Question three. Ordinary People is a 1980 movie about the death of one teenage son and the attempted suicide of his younger brother. It was the directorial debut of a well-known actor 
and won him the best director Oscar. Who was this director? I'm locked in. He's one of only a handful of people that have won uh, best directing Oscar for the first movie they directed. And uh, you said there's an easier version to this question. I'm willing to take the hand. No, 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 no. no. Oh, there is it. It's just on the first one. Yeah. Okay. Well, there goes. <laughs> if you guys like that, I'll try to do that more often. I do like that. Oh no, that's cool. I know it's not this person, but. I... I can think of more people who it isn't than who it might be. Well, there are a lot more people who didn't direct that movie than did. Yeah, so you see Billions. my dilemma. You're you're starting from a position of strength, Kels. <laughs> uh, oh, what the hey? I know this isn't correct, but it's going to make me feel better. I'm locked in. Kels, what's your answer? Uh, that would be John Legend. Oh, I'm wow. sure go Spike Lee. Was John Legend alive in 1980? No. Yeah, I'm just younger, but yeah. Younger. He was kicking. It was four or five. They were. You know. <laughs> I said Robert Redford. Um, Andy? It is Robert Redford. Correct answer is Robert Redford. My mom loved this movie. No, he won a won an Oscar for direct. Good for him. Question four. Jason Voorhees has the highest kill count in the horror movie genre with about 122. But so far in this three movie non-horror franchise, the title character has racked up 290 confirmed kills. Who is it? You said three movie non-horror franchise? Yes. These are these would be action movies, not horror movies. Oh, I went with this. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. There were three Ninja Turtle movies, right? <laughs> so many foot ninjas dead. <laughs> we never saw the same guys again, so we can only suspect that they were murdered. Uh, I got to guess. I'm locked in. Andy? Well, this is a sleeper because he claims he doesn't kill, but it's Batman. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I know. That came out of left field. It's surprising. Like, it seems like it's got to be wrong. Yes, yeah. There's probably a good reason for that. It yeah. really seems like it really does. should be wrong. Save that guy. Kels? Uh, after much pondering, I went with John Wick. Ooh. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. That's probably what it is. That's probably right. You. Mm. I feel well. I went with the three movie thing, 
John Wick is so much better than my it's so much better than my answer, but I went with Blade. Oh mm. that could be I, it. Man. That's a that's an interesting mean? choice. The correct answer, however, is Batman. John Wick. Oh. <laughs> you don't mess with the man's dog. Never. <laughs> yeah, somebody put together an interesting infographic of all three John Wick movies that shows uh, where he killed people with what weapon he killed people and how many he killed. That's somebody with a lot of spare time. Yeah. (laughs) All right. At the end of round three, I've got Andy with 72, Devo with 75, and Kells with 92. (sighs) Andy's making up ground by his math. Yeah. Yep. Rich, ordinary people. Cinderella story. Category four is sports. Sports. Question one. What 1995 first round draft pick died of heat stroke during the Vikings training camp in 2001? Oh. Oh, I can see. I'm locked in. Face popped in my head as soon as you said that, and it took a second to get the name to go with it, but I think it's him. Oh, I might have the year wrong. What year did you say? 95? Yeah. Well, yeah, he, he, he was drafted in 95 in the first round. He died in training camp in 2001. All right, I feel better about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Pretty sure I'm right. Locked in. Did you lock in, Devo? Yes. Okay. Kells, what's your answer? Corey Stringer. Andy? I could come up with this first name. I wrote down Stringer. And Devo? I got him and Pat Williams mixed up. I wrote down Pat Williams. Correct answer is Corey Stringer. Question two. This 12-time Gold Glove winner died in a plane crash while delivering aid to Nicaraguan earthquake survivors in 1972. Locked in. Locked in. That's a 12-time Gold Glover, right? Yep. All right. Um... Oh, man, I don't... I don't feel this is right, but he's all I got. I'm, I'm locked in. Okay, Andy. Roberto Clemente. Devo. Roberto Clemente. And Kells. My father's favorite player, Roberto Clemente. Nice. That is the correct answer. A little nugget about him. There's probably a lot of really interesting things about him, but he is the only he hit the only walk-off inside the park grand slam in professional baseball history. Oh, wow. What? Walk-off grand slam inside the park. That's that's a hard one to pull off. Please tell me it's on YouTube. I'm going to look that that up after the show. I I looked it up. What does walk-off mean again? That wins the game. game. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, so he that put the game out of reach in the bottom of the ninth, right? Yeah. So... 
And he has like 3,000 hits exactly, right? Yes. Yeah. Like right on the nose. Another little known fact, um, two weeks before his death, a very young David Lacey uh, trading playing cards with somebody else exclaimed, what have you done for me lately, Roberto Clemente? I thought you were already dead. And then two weeks later. Oh. Yeah. Cause he, uh, yeah, because he kills off people. Yeah. Damn. What year did yeah. that plane crash? <laughs> 1972. That's four years before I was born. I said you were young. <laughs> <laughs> Question three in sports. What former NFL tight end committed suicide in 2017 while serving a life sentence for the murder of his friend Odin Lloyd? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. David? Uh, Aaron Hernandez. Kells? Aaron, excuse me, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> and Andy? You beat me to the joke, Aaron Hernandez. Sorry. Oh. I had a student named Aaron last year, and I used that all year. He loved it. He loved it. <laughs> Question four. The first black I have a, trophy. Uh, I, I, I have a trivia nugget. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be a Aaron fun Hernandez. one. Okay. The, the season that he was convicted, that he was in court, the year before I had him on my fantasy team, Okay. So so that whole season he sat in on my bench and, and there was it said A Hernandez in parentheses it said court. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made Davo say, What have you done for me lately? Right. Aaron Hernandez? Yes. I know. <laughs> I got to draft another tight end, A.A. Run. Come on. <laughs> You're um, killing me over here. Oh, oh, oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> All right, question four. The first black Heisman Trophy winner was the number one draft pick in 1962, but never played in the NFL because he was diagnosed with leukemia before the season started and died soon after. Who was he? Locked okay. in. <laughs> I'm locked in. Kills. <laughs> uh, Express Ernie uh, Davis. Andy. Wait, what'd you say, Kells? Express was the name of the movie about him, but Ernie Davis. I thought it was Brian's Andy. song was the movie that was based on No. Him. That was Brian Piccolo. <laughs> oh, God, I'm getting my football Piccolo. movies mixed up. I'm getting your tragic football <laughs> movies mixed up. <laughs> Wasn't that about a white guy? I, it yeah. was. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was James Caan. Oh. <laughs> yep. Yep. I knew Brian Piccolo. He was a friend of mine. <laughs> so is that your answer, Andy? Yeah, that was my answer. Oh. Hello, your answer was Brian Piccolo yes. or Gail Sands? 
the I'm first really player confused. has a trophy. Oh, yeah, you know. Well, that happens. Ooh. That's what happened. You locked in. I locked in super quick. I didn't even think about it. I sure probably should have thought about it. Andy, did you move? You sound differently now. Oh, I'm sorry. I leaned back in disgust. Okay. <laughs> David, what's your well, answer? Wait, did Andy? Andy, what did you? What did you finally say? Brian Piccolo. I, I, Piccolo? Brian Piccolo from Brian's song. I okay. Had my I'm sure. I just I kind of like hearing you. Say I understand. That. David? Well, I didn't know the answer. So in honor of my dad and one of his favorite movies, I said Brian Piccolo. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Brian Piccolo. <laughs> well, oh my God. in a stunning change of... Uh, so in democracy, the Piccolo's got it, right? No? <laughs> No, no, because he, I mean, he's still, as far as I know, not the first Black Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> uh, okay, at the end of round four, Devo, 95, Andy, 102, and Kells, 132. I'm making up ground. Let's see how you do this time, Andy. We've got your favorite category, music. Yes, they all die. It's like Shakespeare. <laughs> Question one. What guitarist died in a helicopter crash after leaving a concert in Wisconsin in 1990? Bonus. Who had he been the opening act for that night? Locked I'm in. locked in. I'm locked in. David, what's your answer? I said Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I did not know who he was opening up for. Kels? I said Eddie Hazel. No, not Eddie. I mean, do you know, do you know who, who Eddie was opening up for in Wisconsin in 1990? No, I don't. Okay. Andy? It was Stevie Ray Vaughan, and he was uh, part of the all-star band that was traveling with Eric Clapton. Quick answer is Stevie Ray Vaughan, and he was opening for Eric Clapton. And a, a little personal note, I still remember vividly exactly where I was when I heard this, because um, it happened really early on a Monday morning, and that weekend, I had driven to Elgin, Illinois, where my girlfriend was going to college, and I'd spent the weekend with her, and I was driving back super early in the morning to get to work on Monday morning, and... Uh, the Alpine Valley Music Theater, which is where they had been playing, where the helicopter had taken off from, was very close to the Chicago area. And the helicopter Stevie Ray Vaughan was in when it crashed was actually Eric Clapton's helicopter. And so when the radio bulletin started coming in that morning when I was driving to work, it was Eric Clapton had been presumed killed. And by the time I got to work, they had figured out that Clapton had not been on his own helicopter, but it was, in fact, Stevie Ray Vaughan. So for a couple hours on Monday morning, it had been Eric Clapton everybody thought was dead. Why didn't Eric get in his own helicopter? 
I don't remember why it was Clapton's helicopter, but Stevie Ray Vaughan was on it. Uh, Eric was staying for some reason, uh, or they left early. I think it was it was weather related to part of the reason they they think that it was described as a controlled flight into the mm-hmm. ground. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, it was pretty foggy, and so it was a very experienced helicopter pilot. He just didn't know where he was, I guess, and ran into the side of the mountain. But it was something like Eric, uh, either, either there was a group leaving earlier and Eric still had to stay for a while or I forget exactly. Although it was like two in the morning when it happened, I think it was, I mean, I had, I probably had left. I'm trying to think the Elgin would have been a couple hours from where I had to be at work. So I I had probably left her house or apartment like around six o'clock in the morning, and it had been on the news for a while by then. It had been, you know, it was it was pre dawn when the plane or when the the helicopter crashed. Yeah, I was. I remember where I was. I was leaving work. Um, I was interning during college at a concert promoter, and I heard it on the radio, and I. Consider myself fortunate that I was able to see him in concert when he opened for oh. um, The Who a couple nice. years earlier. He was actually the first opening act, and then the um, his brother's band, the Fabulous Thunderbirds, were the second group, and then The Who. But he was awesome. He was playing behind his head, and just he was just doing all kinds of crazy stuff. He was amazing. Anyway, question two. What former Black Sabbath and Rainbow singer died of stomach cancer in 2010? Locked in. Um, gonna lock in. Oh, wait, 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 yeah, yeah, of course, da, 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 da. Wow. Wait a minute. What? Oh, oh I'm, <laughs> I already started writing it down, so I'm sticking with it, but now I'm second-guessing that already. Well, if you haven't locked in, you can change it. No, I locked in. I wrote it down. Kills, what's your answer? I guess Ronnie James Dio. Andy? That's what I guessed, too, but then I, I don't think he died of cancer. Dave? Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> It was the, the <laughs> holy diver himself, Ronnie James Dio. He died of cancer, huh? Why was I thought on stage? Really? <laughs> I don't think yeah. that happened. That's he was right. When he died. He died of, I knew there was something else to that. He died of I, cancer on stage. Uh, he he died. The thing I heard was that he was touring, and he was suffering from cancer, but he died while touring. I don't know if it was on stage. I doubt it, but he was, he was on tour. All right. Question three in music. Paul McCartney played organ on the song only one, which was alleged, allegedly channeled through what singers deceased mother. The lyrics of the song were channeled through the singer's mother. Locked in. 
I should say it was channeled by his the singer's deceased. Mm. Body. <laughs> uh. I have no idea. Only one. Uh. That's the name of the song. If you guys don't know this, I'm going to have so much fun with this because it's so... Oh, I don't know bad. this I'll just say it right at all. Singers just... Oh, yeah, at all. And you don't know this, Kels? No. Uh, only one? This is de- I've never even this heard of this. This is delicious. There's a reason why you haven't heard of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to lock in with a guest, though. You know what, Devo? No. I have no clue. I'm trying to think of a good guess. It did hit 35 in the Hot 100. Only because, well, we'll get there. But I agree, it is a, uh, it's a miserable song. It's, it's a miserable oh, wow. idea was a train wreck from the get-go. It, you know, I'm just going to punt just to get us to the answer because I want to hear this. I have no yeah. clue. Uh, let's start. So, Devo punted Kels. I said Linda McCartney, but now I'm... I, uh, go ahead, go to the finish because I have a feeling that I know who this might be now. I have when something of a guess. Out? When did it come out? Uh, yeah, it sure. came out in 2014. What? Oh, okay. All right. I think I know who it is. A date would have been, been really nice. <laughs> yeah, because I, I think I, I have an idea, already, too. Right? Linda McCartney was my answer, but I got okay. a feeling it's, well, I'll let Andy go ahead. Andy, go ahead. It's Kanye West. It's Kanye I West. See. Kanye yeah. West's I would have said mom. Kanye. It's Kanye uh, West's mom. I still. I, I'm not even. I'm. It's not ringing a bell. Maybe if I heard it, I'd be like, okay. No. I know why. I so know this, but no. Neil, what's the story with this? Um, it's so. Kanye and McCartney wrote the song together, I think. Yeah. Um, and so from, from the perspective of his mother to his, to Kanye, but it's about Kanye's daughter North. And at some point uh, it says Kanye West is described in the press release as not being able to remember singing the words to the song when he and McCartney were later reviewing the 2014 sessions Later, West, quote, realized that perhaps the words had never really come from him. He understood in that moment that his late mother, Dr. Donda West, who was also his mentor, confidant, and best friend, had spoken through him that day. A message had been passed what? down through generations. So that's so which interestingly <laughs> is also the background to Paul McCartney's um um, Mother Mary spoke, let it be. Mother Mary is Paul's dead mom. And Paul's dead mom channeled the lyrics of let it be. 
Yeah, and possibly yesterday. So this is this is a thing that happens when you hang out with Paul McCartney. Apparently, is apparently your dead mom will write you a song. Yeah, this is a seance. Okay, this is and and everybody knows you know friends of the show and know that I'm a huge Beatles fan, and I'll be the first to say I love Paul McCartney. I love his work. He should stop recording and stop desperately. <laughs> trying to stay relevant and the Kanye West thing was such a desperate grab for I'm still young and hip in my 70s um <laughs> knock it off just stop <laughs> Flaming Pie was McCartney's last good album that came out in the 90s and that was kind of an anomaly like he hadn't recorded anything good in a while and Flaming Pie came out like ooh that's pretty good then yeah Really? You weren't a fan of Ram? <laughs> I think it's Ram that McCartney bragged in the liner notes how quickly they recorded it. And Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone pointed out, yeah, it was pretty believable that you recorded it that quickly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Question four in music. Brenda Spencer was a 16-year-old who killed two and injured nine at the Cleveland Elementary School in 1979, uh, and she was the inspiration for the song I Don't Like Mondays by what Irish band? Locked in. The story is that when someone asked them asked her why she did it, she said, I don't like Mondays, and she wanted to do something to liven it up. Yeah, she was uber nuts i have a little trivia nugget uh, to go with this as well i have a guess i'm locked in ah oh, crap i'm locked in too david you too they are an irish they are kills. man i i put you too too and Andy. it's the Boomtown Rats. Correct answer is Bob Geldof's The Boomtown Rats. And a, a, a kind of a trivia nugget, um, and it, it kind of alludes to this in the song. The Boomtown Rats were being interviewed at a radio station when the news story broke. And so he, Bob Geldof, along with the radio staff, was seeing the story come in over the teletype. And so the song is kind of based on that. And some of the, the, the bits in there, the quotes are all off of the teletype as they were sitting in the studio waiting to be interviewed. I like the song. I love that song. The video's interesting. Never heard it. All right. At the end of round five, a stunning turn of events. Devo has 115. Still here, guys. Kells has one. <laughs> Kells has 142. Andy has 144. Oh, I'm losing ground now. Rats. I was catching up, but now... Wait a minute. I don't do math. <laughs> wow. Our last category is Andy's second favorite and today's bonus category, oh. science. <laughs> <laughs> Question one. What Danish astronomer 
probably died in 1601 of a kidney or bladder problem because he refused to leave a banquet to relieve himself, considering it a breach of etiquette. Well, no. Danish. Danish astronomer who died. Okay. Well, I heard Explorer. I was drifting off into. Uh, Irrelevance? Yes. Locked in. Or I've been last wow, four categories. <laughs> I'm I'm locked in. I'm open. <laughs> uh, Danish. I'm locked in, and I'm also going to have to request after this that we take a recording break so I can go to the bathroom because I didn't realize how dangerous it was. <laughs> sitting here drinking my A and W root beer. Yeah. He apparently held it for a long time. I don't know the story, but I locked in with the only Danish astronomer I know from Cosmos. <laughs> the original series. I locked in with a name. <laughs> Science is awful. Sure. <laughs> um, I'll lock in. Andy, what's your guess? I guess Tycho Brahe only because I remember him when I was watching Cosmos as a little kid because Tycho was also the name for a model train manufacturer. Um, that's how I remember his name. Interesting. <laughs> I thought Tycho made like just all kinds of toys. They did slot cars. They were like one of the first big electric toy manufacturer of the 70s. Oh, okay. Deva? Copernicus. And Kells? I said Olsen. Quick answer is Tycho Brahe. Yes. Thank you, Cosmos and Electric Toys. Would it have helped you guys if I put in something about his fake nose? No. No. I have um, no idea. What? Yeah, he's, he's also, he also had a fake nose. The rumor was that it was made out of gold, but it, it wasn't. It was some kind of... Uh, Bronze or brass, I think. Was it a duel? Like it gotten cut off in I a duel? It, yeah, I think it got cut off in a duel or something. All right, question two in science. I'm just going to point out that Andy got the science question right. Yeah, because of yeah. trains and TV. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about life experiences. And how you waste them. <laughs> Question two, this German scientist who proved that who proved the existence of electromagnetic waves and has the scientific unit of frequency named after him died of an infection when he was just 36. We have to have the full name. Nope. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Kels. It'll be really cool. If the scientist's name was his first name was Mega, but I went with Hertz. Andy, actually, I I always understood that his first name was Hertz and his last name was Donut, but I, I just locked in with Hertz. Yeah, Hertz, Donut. Yes. His first name was actually Heinrich, so it's a good thing he didn't try to guess that. Mm, last name hurts. <laughs> Question three. 
The Tuskegee experiment was a highly unethical 40-year experiment to observe the progression of what disease causing the unnecessary deaths of dozens of men. Locked, Locked in. in. Oh, man. So as I'm, as I'm writing it, though, I'm realizing I have no idea how to spell it. <laughs> oh. This, this should be the the spelling challenge of the oh man of the I don't even want to I don't, I'm not even going to reveal how I spelled it. Uh, it's, it's not that hard to spell though. I've got it down to two. We probably helped a lot with it. I'm locked in. Damn it! Yeah, the spelling thing helps. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it. <laughs> So it's not flu, because yeah. I can smell that. Me, crap. David, what'd you end up with? Chlamydia. Kels. Ooh. <laughs> David, what was your other one? If you don't mind me asking. Gonorrhea. Uh, well, it's like you. I went with. Feel the bullet whizzing past you. I wrote down. <laughs> I wrote down syphilis. Syphilis. And- I knew it was a venereal disease. <laughs> yes. Dang it. Andy, did you hear the syphilis? Okay. The correct answer is syphilis. God, this is the only time I've ever wanted syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what you say. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Chlamydia the soup. I've seen it on the shelves. So, so the the truly horrible part about that experiment was even once we had a cure for syphilis, which is basically just penicillin, mm. they refused to give it to these people. And a lot a lot of these these people these men were uh, were uneducated sharecroppers, and mm. all they were told was that they were getting special medical checkups. They didn't say anything about the disease. And even when World War II broke out, and maybe even uh, later wars, th- these some of these guys were enlisting or being drafted. And to be drafted, they would have had to get a, a penicillin shot to cure their syphilis. But the experiment refused to let them do that. So they basically didn't allow them to be drafted so that they could be cured. So what was the Mangala-like point of the experiment? Uh, to 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 advance to to see the progression of yeah, the disease. Yeah, they genuinely wanted to see the disease all the way through. They wanted people to die for the disease, so they could see exactly how they died for the disease. Question four: This African American woman who died in 1951 is the source of the first immortal cell line. The cell line is known as HeLa and is one of the most important in medical research today. Oh. This has been on a pot. This has been on that skeptics guide a couple times. As many times as I shelved this. Oh, see, and this is the problem. I'm not going to be able to come up with her name and I can't do a joke answer because it would just be so wholly inappropriate. (laughs) This is the problem. This is when you punt. You're right. This is when you punt. Ray guy. Ray guy, because there's no joke, and there's no way I'm coming up with her name. 
I can tell you all about how the Anytime. family has just recently kind of figured things out. And yeah. <clears throat> I'm locked in. So, Andy, I don't know if you caught the clue. The the cell line is named Hila. It's the yeah, first two letters of her first name and last name. Oh. Yeah. So, David, what did you come up with? I was going to follow the same logic train as Andy and not put down a joke. So I just put down the letter X just to write something down. <laughs> and Kells. I believe it's the immortal life of one Miss Henrietta Henrietta Lacks. Okay. It's no Henrietta way in the Lacks. world I would have come up with that. Nope, I wouldn't have remembered it. I shelved dozens of those books. Dozens. Neil and I listened to the same so podcast and they talked about her a, a few times. Since the 1950s, scientists have grown as much as 50 million metric tons of her cells. Really? And there are, there are almost 11,000 patents that involve her cells. And until pretty recently, none of her none of her family knew anything about this. So now her family knows, right? Yes. But it's really and now they're getting a cut, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't read the book, but I suspect probably not. I mean, her cell lines have, have probably saved the lives of a lot of people. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, at the end of the f regular questions, I've got Devo with 130. Still here, guys. Kells with 180. Kells <laughs> with 187 and Andy with 189. <laughs> It's almost anybody's almost. game except for Davos. <laughs> I mean, technically, Davos has a shot. He's just got to get. You got to get six more correct in the final question than than the other two guys. So you're like the Marlins in this game, all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. The final category is I've got a list from the CDC of 2016 deaths, deaths from the year 2016, uh, ranked in order. I've got the first uh, 10 here. So all I need you to do is name me these 10 causes of death, the most common causes of death in the U.S. Surf and turf's a good cop. All right, let's, let's get your answers. Let's start with Devo. Okay, I said... In no particular order, I said heart disease, I said cancer, I said high blood pressure, I said diabetes, diabetes, I said stroke, I said murder, I said car accidents. Did someone chuckle when I said what? The way you said murder, murder. The way you say it, murder. Yeah, like you talk like that all the time. You know, you say murder. Uh, car accidents. Uh, accidental overdose. I put the uh, the greatest killer of all, old age. 
and suicide. All right. Kels. All right. I said pneumonia, flu, stroke, natural disasters, hypertension, automobile accidents, leukemia, heart disease, diabetes, diabetes, and cancer. Okay. And Andy? Um, Cancer, diabetes, diabetes, stroke, heart disease, or heart attack, Alzheimer's. Mm. Um, I don't mm. know if this is too general or not. I just put down accidents, any kind of accidental death. Uh, pneumonia, suicide, uh, and I put opiate slash drug overdose Ew. into a reaction. And I'm not sure if I got the right. This is 2016. So the number the number one yeah. killer would have been Thanos. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's no, that's that's early. That's last year's 2018. Thanos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not oh, so Thanos is gonna be wrong. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> so I was the only one who picked murder. Murder. <laughs> well, once you said it, I was like, man, that's, yeah. I don't that's, think so. Violent crimes really are, answer. those numbers have been in decline for, I mean, there's been a recent uptick, but I, I would bet violent deaths don't even make the top 20. I would be willing to say top 20. I was just guessing for top 10. Yeah. If, if it's top 10, I don't want to, it's probably at the, yeah. the like nine or yeah. 10. If it's in the top 10. Merideer. Okay. I will give you the, the top 10 in order. Okay. Um, the lowest one. The one that had the least amount of deaths with 45,000 was suicide. Got it. Oh. All right. Followed by nephritis, nephritis, nephrotic syndrome, and nephrosis, or basically uh, kidney oh, problems. You get it. Mm. Okay. Influenza and pneumonia were this were category, categorized the same. So I could only oh, give you credit if, for one if you if you said both. Uh, mm. Diabetes. Mm. Alzheimer's was a hundred. Alzheimer's was one hundred and sixteen thousand. Um, cerebrovascular disease uh, or stroke was one hundred and forty-two thousand. Chronic lower respiratory disease (COPD) was one hundred and fifty-four thousand. Unintentional injuries one hundred and sixty-one thousand. So that kind of is all accidents. So accidental overdose falls under that. I would hope. Ooh. Um, yeah, there's nothing specifically about overdoses okay. in here. So that's so no going call that those way. accidents and car accidents uh, would be accidents. Not not specifically. Okay, that that would be included in accidents. But there's only oh. there's only maybe there's only maybe thirty thousand deaths from car accidents. Like every point matters for me, so I'm being very specific. I understand. Then, what about murder? Accidents. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> 
hold on, just to just to be perfectly clear, automobile accidents don't file under accidents. I'm guessing. Well, I'll, or do yeah, I'll give you I'll give you accidents for that. Okay. But like Davo said, car accidents and overdose. I'm only going to give him yeah. accidents. Yeah, one of those for that one. Yeah, Andy Andy was more correct by saying all accidents together. But then I had opiate overdose slash drugs, and that's not on the list, so I got crossed off. Okay. Okay, so unintentional injuries or accidents was 161,000. Then we jump up to almost 600,000 for malignant neoplasms, a.k.a. Uh-huh. cancer. And the number one killer in the United States in 2016 was heart disease with 635,000 deaths. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I've got Devo with six, correct? Yes, six. So I'm temporarily in the lead right at this second, guys. Woo, Devo! You are by one point. (laughs) By one point. Uh, Kel, I also have... I also have six for you. Is that right? That is correct. This takes you to 247. Oh. Andy. I've got eight correct for Andy. Woo. His total to 269. And the win. Congratulations, Andy. Thank you, everybody. Good effort, Davo. Thanks. Well played, Andy. (laughs) Neil, what does that make the tournament standings? Well, right now we've got Deva with eight points in the tournament, Andy with ten, and Kells with twelve. We're wow. halfway through. All right, it's a uh, it's getting close for Devo here. <laughs> it's getting tight. <laughs> step up my game. <laughs> so, thank you very much, Neil, for a light and breezy <laughs> tournament entry. It was light and breezy. I had a good time putting this one together. Light and breezy. So uh, from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo with Kells. And don't you ever, ever interfere with my business again. Because <laughs> if you do, I'll kill you. i kill you and everything that you love. i kill you dead. That's what I do to protect my family, <laughs> PD. You understand? Well, Okay. Dark. Wow. Andy? So long, Lato Brainers, but not so long in the sense that I'm dying or anything. I'll, I'll be back next week. I was just don't want to get anybody the wrong idea. And Neil. Haruki Murakami said, death is not the opposite of life, but a part of it. You're deep. Right on. No, I'm not. That guy I quoted was. <laughs> Signing off. Hey, all you cats and kittens. Like what you hear? Listen to the show on your favorite podcast app. You can also tweet at us if that's your groove at Ladle Bray. We're also on Facebook at Bray Ladle Productions. And you can look us up on YouTube. And if you're feeling it, we have a website, BrainLadleTrivia.com. And if you got a little money and you think we're funny, why don't you kick us some, honey, at our Patreon. Peace, love, and soul. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions, all rights reserved.